This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freakin'. The internet is already trying my patience tonight. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live. It's a freaking Friday. And if we're on on a Friday, you know it's something special because the Friday Night Freak Show is coming up at 10 p.m. Eastern. Tonight we have the Senate debate in Colorado between incumbent Democratic Senator Michael Bennett and Republican challenger Joe O'Day. Now, once again, this is in Colorado. This is a blue state. So, of the debates that we have watched this season, I expect Joe O'Day to be probably the 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 most liberal-sounding of the Republican uh, nominees that we have watched because this is a blue state. He's going to try to temper his batshit crazy beliefs to appeal to a more liberal constituency in Colorado. We do have one more debate to watch. Don Bulldog and uh, Maggie Hassan in New Hampshire. That's going to take place on Wednesday. Do tune in for that. I'm going to go ahead, uh, Twitch, if you're watching on Twitch. Uh, apparently the, the break hit by itself. I don't even have to hit it. But it looks like people on Twitch are having a hard time watching. If... If you are having a hard time watching, do come back to YouTube later and the full thing will be uploaded for your viewing pleasure without any of the buffering or nonsense that's going on currently. Kralio, good evening, my friend. So my apologies for the internet issues. Uh, we think we figured it out. It's it's just it's the router and the modem that's here next to me, so we're going to go switch those out next week. That seems to be the issue, but then again, it, it usually works fine come, you know, 9, 10 o'clock. So hopefully we're good for the Friday Night Freak Show later. Here is your meme of the day, inconsiderate roommate. Halloween costume includes a built-in 5 a.m. alarm clock, a post-poop zoomies, chewed-up houseplants, and stinky fish breath. Does not include a sense of personal space. For those of you listening to the podcast... It's a cat. It's a cat costume. U.S. Senate debate. Michael Bennett, the incumbent Democratic senator, taking on Republican challenger Joe O'Day, getting ready to start any minute from Colorado State University. We are currently watching Nine News out of Colorado. And here we go. Colorado is right in the middle of the action. Colorado Republicans see the U.S. Senate race between Democrats Hello, debate. and GOP What have you done with nine tails? their best shot to begin a comeback from their most powerless point in state politics since before World War II. The race has national implications with the Senate narrowly divided. Senator Bennett is running on his 13-year record in the Senate, and he's not shying away from his close ties to President Biden and their large spending. Once again, we're having shitty internet issues again tonight. Promises an outsider's perspective. If you want to watch the debate in full, I will re-upload to YouTube afterwards. Leader of the Republican Party, sitting cow. Good evening. Third time, if Trump is the 2024 nominee, Bennett and O'Day have struck. I'd vote for Obama a third time if I could. Immigration and the role of government in our lives tonight. Their only debate. I was saving the I was saving this bong that I filled for the Friday Night Freak Show, but after our internet issues here tonight, I'm just gonna go ahead and get fucking ripped. I'm not high enough for this shit. 
Thank you for joining us and welcome to the Lori Student Center on the campus of Colorado State University in Fort Collins. I'm Kyle Clark alongside Marshall Zellinger and our fellow moderators for this evening's debate are Luigi. I'm going to try to lay out as much as possible. And Heather YouTube prefers it when I lay out and don't talk over people. Springs. Our audience this evening has agreed to refrain from interruptions or applause with one exception. Your commentator for the evening has agreed to refrain from snarky remarks as much as he can. And that's it. Thank you. And now for our folks at home. And the no, more, no more applaud for you. Except for that introduction, we do not refer to our candidates here by any elected titles or educational titles as we do in all of our debates. You as voters. Don't forget the Friday Night Freak Show coming up directly after Senator on election the day. media winch. Joining me for a Halloween special freak show. Continued discussion at our discretion. Two minute closing statements and a chance to ask each other some questions uh, as we continue to figure out where you guys agree and disagree. So let's get started on the issue of inflation and KRDO's Heather Skold has that first question. The 10 counties in Colorado experiencing persistent poverty are in the southern part of our state. They include the counties of Bent, Castilla, Rio Grande. Usually they didn't give them an open, opening statement. Prowers, Sawatch, Alamosa. I always hate this when they ask a question and the candidate is like, well, thank you for having me tonight. I'm blah, blah, blah. Food pantries are reporting unprecedented demand with food prices that are largely reliant on fertilizer and fuel. How do we reverse inflation for those who cannot make ends meet? Mr. O'Day, we start with you. Well, thanks for having me here tonight. It starts with the reckless spending that we've seen by Bennett and Biden over the course of the last two years. $1.9 trillion dumped into the market with a rescue plan. Michael Bennett, he doesn't get any results. He dumped $1.9 trillion into our economy that's caused record inflation. Compound that with a war on energy fully backed by Michael Bennett, Joe Biden, that's caused record inflation on gas and diesel prices, directly reflected in the fertilizer price that's caused this record inflation. Until we end the war on diesel, the frivolous spending, and the government intervention. They don't talk about all the red tape that's been put on our economy. That's got to stop. We need that to stop to get in front of this record inflation. I don't know what he means by the war on diesel. We just don't have the refining capacity. In the San Luis Valley and on the eastern plains of Colorado and the counties that you listed are among the poorest, are, live in, among the poorest counties in our state. And I have been fighting very hard since the time I got to Washington to try to move away from the trickle-down economics that Joe Day supports so strongly and instead try to do something for working people who have been living in an economy for 50 years, even before this inflation, where they felt like they couldn't get their families moving ahead. So my child tax credit, for example, last year would have meant that every one of those families would be receiving $450 a month right now to pay for groceries, to pay for uh, to the rent, to, to, to be able to buy school, unif uh, school clothes for their kids. That's the, that's the difference between me and Joe Day. I'm for fighting for that. That's why I want to go back to make that tax credit permanent. He wants to make the tax cuts for, for the Donald Trump pass for the wealthiest people in America permanent. 
When you said it, I went echoplex media boo. President Biden's so-called Inflation Reduction Act. That plan is aimed at reducing carbon emissions by 40% by 2030, expanding the clean energy economy, and lowering health care costs. The Inflation Reduction Act will not, according to the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office, reduce inflation in any meaningful way. Did Democrats mislead Americans by calling it that? And do you have any concerns that the plan's spending will actually make inflation worse? Uh, I, I don't think we misled the American people, and I don't think the spending is going to make it worse. Unlike the Trump tax cuts, this bill was actually paid for. And it would cap drug prices for seniors at $2,000 in Colorado. It would require Medicare for the first time in American history to negotiate drug prices on behalf of the American people. And it caps insulin at $35 a month. Joe O'Day says there's nothing to like in that bill. I think there are a lot of Coloradans, especially seniors, that are going to find a lot to like in this bill. We are the only country in the world, Kyle, where seniors have to spend their yeah, retirement engaged in a, in a fight just to pay for prescription drugs that a doctor has prescribed for them. And I've met them all over the state, people that are cutting their pills in half, that are, that, are, that, are, that are choosing between food and medicine. And finally, we overcame the pharmaceutical industry to pass that bill. Joe O'Day says if he had been there, he would have voted against it. Mr. Bennett, you focused a lot of that answer of the Inflation Reduction Act on prescription drug prices covered by Medicare. That's yeah, good evening. One in ten Coloradans. More than half of Coloradans are covered by private insurance, not Medicare. This motherfucker, so look, he's got a tie clip that's a, a, a pair of glasses. That's well, cool. That we should pass my Medicare X bill with, with uh, Vice President Biden that would give every American in, in every Coloradan the chance to choose whether they wanted to stay on their private insurance or go on a public option administered by Medicare. In rural parts of our state, especially where there is no competition among the private health care providers and rates continue to rise, I think it's very important for us to, to have that public option. It gives people choice. It gives people the efficiencies of something administered by Medicare. And I think it, it's, a, it's a way in which we could finally uh, cover everybody in this country. And that would also reduce costs because then people wouldn't have to go to the emergency room for their primary care. They could get their primary care on the front end and benefit from that as well. Thank you, Mr. Bennett. Mr. O'Day, you said on talk radio that there is going to be a reduction in benefit programs like Social Security and Medicare. You have said that Senator Bennett's spending on government programs have cr has created dependency. Yet you've said that the construction spending, the government spending that you benefited from, like those construction contracts that helped you build your personal wealth, are opportunity. Ooh. So here's the question. Why is government spending that benefits you opportunity and government spending that benefits other Coloradans dependency? Well, Kyle, that's not what I said. What I said was I will not touch Social Security or Medicare, Medicaid. What I said is that Michael Bennett's reckless spending with Joe Biden has put those types of programs at risk. We've got to quit the frivolous spending. We've got to reduce the size of our government. We've got to make sure that our government functions efficiently. When you grow a bureaucracy, like the uh, Inflation Reduction Act does, and you put $80 billion behind 87,000 IRS bureaucrats to come shake down working Americans, you're not making our economy function better. That's where I've been. We need to take on this reckless spending. Michael Bennett doesn't get it done. He gets no results. 
one bill in 13 years that he, he has no respect. The only thing he's been consistent on is voting with his president 98% of the time. Can I, can so, I? so to be clear, you'll have an opportunity Thank here, you. but I want to make sure that we're clear on this. You're saying that we need to reduce the size of government but not touch Social Security and Medicare. I've that, that's been what saying that all along. Okay. That's exactly the military. If, if I could ask you to answer my question. Why is government spending that benefits you and your personal fortune, why is that opportunity? But government spending that helps other people, you call that dependency. When we pay people to sit on the couch at home, that's dependency. When we pay people to invest in, in our transportation system, in our water storage systems. Nobody's our, paying people to sit on the couch at home. In our energy, those are assets that we're growing. I don't want to leave my house with a leaking fact check is false we need to invest in america you put people to work and they benefit from that you asked to respond well first i'd say i think it's so insulting to coloradans when joe says coloradans need to get off the couch that's what he says that's what he said tonight he said it before and it's insulting people in this economy with this inflation are killing themselves and even before it they were killing themselves to afford housing and health care and higher education, early childhood education. The problem is not that people need to get off the couch in Colorado. And, uh, and I think, I'll say again, I can't think of a more egregious uh, uh, deficit spending than the Trump tax cuts, 50% of which went to the top 5% at a time when our income inequality is as bad as it's been since the 1920s. And that's what he wants to go back to Washington to make permanent. That's not going to make working people's lives better. We should pass my two tax cuts that are the biggest tax cuts that working families have had in generations. We passed them last year. Mr. O'Day, would you like to be heard? Speaking of media winch, oh, wrong one. Uh, Let's clear this up. First off, you just voted for an Inflation Reduction Act that even Bernie Sanders says doesn't reduce inflation whatsoever. In addition to that, it grows a bureaucracy by 87,000, 40,000 people, whatever you want to call it, it's $80 billion. That's going to shake down working Americans. That's a tax. You're taxing working Americans. When the Joint Tax, when the Joint Committee on Taxation, a nonpartisan committee, says that it's going to, 75% of these audits are going to go after working Americans making less than 100 grand a year, that's a tax. 15 seconds. Two things. One, he said, again, and he's, he's got an ad up lying about this, he said, I've only passed one bill since I've been there. That, that's completely untrue. It's, this has been fact-checked. I've written 101 bills that have passed, 82 of those with a Republican co-sponsor, and that's just the ones that I've written, not the ones that I've co-sponsored or the ones that I've worked on. Second, second Let him have it, Bennett. taxes in this bill, the alternative minimum corporate tax that says, you know what, maybe after all, Corporations should have to pay at least 15% when teachers and firefighters and police officers in Colorado have to pay a much higher than that as a percentage. That's what he calls a tax on working people. Working people in Colorado are not Fortune 100 companies. Thank you, Senator Bennett. Kyle, you did the interview. It's one bill in 13 years that became law. One standalone bill that was not rolled into other larger packages of which he was the prime sponsor. And as he acknowledged, he wrote the other bill. The only thing he's been consistent on is voting for Joe Biden 98% of the time. That's where you've been consistent. He's voting with his party. What are you talking about? He keeps saying this, that I vote with with Joe Biden 98% of the time. The The votes that I have taken, the bills that I have supported, 
from the bipartisan infrastructure bill to the bipartisan postal reform bill to the bipartisan gun bill, which he opposes and Mitch McConnell voted for, the bipartisan veterans bill that's the most significant expansion in veterans benefits in a generation, the semiconductor bill to bring back an industry for the first time since Reagan was our president and outsourced everything. And yeah, the climate, the, the Inflation Reduction Act, all of those are popular in Colorado. His Damn, position Bennett. on guns, unpopular in Colorado. We his will position, talk about guns. Thank you, Senator. His position not to cap drug prices for seniors, unpopular in Colorado. Thank you, Senator. Thank you. Five All trillion right. in spending. Five There's trillion. There's using some energy, Moggs. Some other topics. Luigi Del Puerto from Colorado Politics has our next question. Thank you, Kyle. The Hello, Luigi. crisis is spiraling out of control, <laughs> and this pernicious poison is killing our children. In the last year, some 73,000 people have died from synthetic opioid-related overdoses in the United States, according to the CDC. And one study found that in 2021, fentanyl was identified in nearly 80% of... I mean, this country has already stated, we don't care about mass death. 462 people have died from January to August of this year alone. One of the children who died is Josiah Joe Velasquez. He was only 15 years old. His mother, Christina said if she could exchange her life for his, she would do it in a heartbeat. Mr. Bennett, if Joe's mother were here tonight to ask you, what concrete steps would you take if returned to Congress so that no other mother would have to lose her son? First of all, I'd say how devastated I know she must be and there are families all over Colorado who have suffered the way Josiah's family is suffering and we all know people that have suffered uh, as a result of this poison, as you call it, and it is poison. Uh, I think w- we have to uh, push back much harder on China to prevent China from sending these precursor chemicals to Mexico. We have to push much harder on Mexico to make sure that they will actually do something about the gangs in northeastern Mexico that are producing this, this, um, this, this poison. We, sh- we need to make sure that we strengthen our border and support law enforcement. And it's very important for us as well to have, for, for people, not, I'm not talking about Josiah, who's 15 years old, I don't know his circumstances, but for people that are afflicted by opioid addictions in this state, we need to make sure that they have the chance as they're going through the criminal justice system to get better, to get well. We're not doing that well as a country right now. Sir, I, just, I don't like the framing of it as poison. We're, we're talking about medicines Michael here. They have legitimate medical purposes. And had every opportunity to secure this border. It's still not secure. When I talk to the cops up here, Chief Pazin, Sheriff Schrader with Jefferson County, they're doing all they can for fentanyl overdose here. ACAB in, means them too. They need help with securing the border. When I went down there this last week, they're asking for a wall. Colorado isn't on the border. Exhausted. They want us to close and secure this border. That's where the fentanyl is coming from. It's coming straight up I-25. They want the barrier so that they can drive people through the, the access points. This has got to get solved. My first bill that I will run will be directed at securing this border, giving the DACA kids their just so they have citizenship, and reinvigorating our immigration system. We need to revamp the entire system. It doesn't work. Got guys that have been working here five years. They can't get through our system. It's got to stop. Mr. Bennett, go ahead. B. Gates, good evening. Look, he says I've had every opportunity to secure the border in the time that I've been in the Senate. In 2013, we wrote and passed a bill called the Gang of Eight Bill. I was one of the four Democrats who wrote that bill. 
and it had $40 billion of border security in it. But it wasn't Trump's medieval wall that Joe has supported so strongly in this campaign. And when he voted for Donald Trump twice, and when Donald Trump was running for president, saying Mex Mexicans are rapists, making it impossible for us to get anything done on immigration, and we've got to fix it. And the Gang of Eight bill, which passed with 68 votes in the Senate, is still our best chance to do it. And it's one of the reasons that, you know, I desperately want to go back. I didn't vote for a president who made it impossible for us to get anything done in immigration. Joe O'Day voted for that president twice. Mr. O'Day, just... Boom. Bennett has done a good job. A lot of talking. We're hearing a lot of talking. You've been doing talking for 13 years, and you haven't got it done. Michael Bennett doesn't deliver results. What he does is vote with Joe Biden 98% of the time, and the result Buddy, is you just keep saying the same thing. We've got a border that's still wide open. It hasn't been solved. You know what's medieval? What's medieval is allowing fentanyl to kill our kids. That's medieval. Thank you, Mr. O'Day. We've partnered in this debate with CLADO, the Colorado Latino Leadership Advocacy and Research Organization. I don't think they had fentanyl back in medieval times. I'm just saying. And Marshall Zellinger has that next question. We're going to go through some stats here. Recent polling by the Colorado Latino uh, policy agenda found 83% of the Latinos surveyed are concerned their child could be the victim of a mass shooting. The survey found strong support for a series of gun control measures. I'm going to ask you each a yes or no question, then you'll have a minute at the end to discuss your overall philosophy on gun rights and gun control. So yes or no questions here. 85% of Colorado Latinos surveyed would support universal background checks for all firearm sales as Colorado already has. Mr. Bennett, do you support that at the federal level? Yes. Mr. O'Day. I do. 75% of Colorado Latinos surveyed would support increasing the legal age to purchase a so-called assault weapon from 18 to 21. 18 is currently the law in Colorado. Mr. O'Day, would you support a federal law requiring purchasers of so-called assault rifles to be 21? I would not. No more laws. Mr. Bennett. Yes. 75% of Colorado Latinos surveyed would support a 10-day waiting period to purchase a firearm. Colorado does not have a waiting period. Mr. Bennett, would you support that federal 10-day waiting period to buy a gun? Uh, uh, no. Mr. O'Day. No. One more. 66% hmm. of Colorado Latinos surveyed would support a ban on the sale of so-called assault rifles. Eight states and the District of Columbia, where you want to go work, have some form of assault weapon bans, but not Colorado. Mr. O'Day, would you support a federal ban on the sale of so-called assault weapons? I do not. Mr. Bennett? I think we've made enough of these weapons of war in this country. Now, we can elaborate uh, a little bit on this. I'm going to give you a minute to talk about more. They didn't answer the question. On gun rights and gun control, starting with Mr. O'Day. Look, we've got plenty of laws on the books. Every time we turn around and have an event, we put another law on the book. No, no, in red states, they actually, like, they pass laws to loosen gun laws. Democrats that continue to say we need to change this gun law, change that gun law, when they fail to enforce the laws that we already have on the books. If you're a, a drug dealer and you possess a weapon, if only you don't him. get charged with a felony here in Colorado. That's ridiculous to me. We also need to get behind our cops. We need more cops in our, in our society. We need more cops in our community. And I believe that we should have cops in our school systems. They love to talk to the kids. They're a great influence on our kids. If we want to safe up our society, we need more cops. I would be an advocate for taking the $80 billion that we're going to use to shake down working Americans with the IRS and investing that in our local cops. 
I have just a couple quick follow-ups. I'm trying to figure out which one to go to first. You've mentioned a few Colorado laws, but you're running for federal office. So if school districts are responsible for the cost of having officers in schools, should that be Congress funding them? Well, I, I told you, I believe that if we need that as a federal level, I would back a plan to put more cops in our schools. I think it's that important. So that's more spending. One other thing that you just mentioned. The stream, about, you guys are pretty much back live with me. Drawing a blank all of a sudden. Was, oh, toward the end, the uh, 87000 for the IRS agents. 87, $80 billion for 87000 IRS agents. Why would that be not okay, but you're saying that we need to enforce the laws in, in terms of law enforcement and guns, wouldn't those positions be enforcing the current tax laws? Why is one okay and the other is not? Look, when we're taxing working Americans that are making less than $100,000 a year and shaking them down, that's not going to be on the upper 1%. That's going to be on working Americans making less than hundred grand. That's just a shakedown. We need to well, then let's tax the fucking rich then. Benefit our society, which right now, with a 30% escalation in crime across the United States... That would be a good use of our money. Thank you, Mr. O'Day. Mr. Benning? I hate to use any of my time correcting the record here on the IRS agents because it's been fact-checked over and over and over again, and what he's saying is false. Yep. This takes the IRS back to where it was in 2010. The IRS, my constituents in this state who want to get tax credits back from the U.S. government, one out of ten gets their phone answered at the IRS. The software is from the 1960s. And... And, the, and it's been made clear by the administration that nobody who's making less than $400,000 is going to hear from the IRS because of this money. And well, that's if not you true. Do, if that's you not. do hear, could I finish my answer? If you do hear from the IRS, I want to hear about it in my office in Washington, D.C. Meanwhile, people like Joe... And it's good. Away, the richest people in America are getting away with murder. They're not paying their taxes. They're never audited. And, and, and it's a huge distinction between where he is and where I am. On guns, I just want it to be very clear. Joe O'Day said he supports no gun laws beyond what we already have as a society. He's against the red flag law we have in Colorado. And he said that he would have voted against the bipartisan gun bill that is the first time in a generations that Republicans and Democrats have overcome Mr. the Mr. Benny, you chose to talk about the IRS instead of guns. Red flag law, is that true what he said? Look, let's clear this up. Mike Crapo ran an amendment that would have prevented any audits under $400,000 a year, and you and your Democratic Party voted against it. You're making it clear. You're shaking down working Americans making less than 100 Thank you, grand. Mr. O'Day. That, that was a show amendment. He didn't answer your question, obviously, about the rest of <laughs> Heather has our next question. Mr. Bennett, we'll start with you. Thanks. You support Colorado's abortion-on-demand law, which allows abortions up to birth and goes far beyond what polls... Honestly, wasn't expecting much out of Bennett, but he has done incredibly well. Would you like to see a national standard like Colorado's, or should individual states be able to restrict abortion to certain points, and why? Colorado has rejected abortion bans over and over again, and um, only 1% of the abortions in our state and in this country are late-term abortions. And they're the worst circumstances a mother could have. These are circumstances where she's carried the baby to term. She's picked out a room for the child. She's named the child. She's expecting the child to be there. And for medically horrific reasons, she's having to have an abortion. That's 1%. And I don't think Joe O'Day should be in that hospital room with her when she's got to make that decision. I don't think any politician should. I trust Colorado's mothers and women. I trust America's 
mothers and women. I think the idea that he has said that he wants to bring balance to women's rights in Washington, the idea that he said he doesn't want abortion on demand or abortion to be an elected procedure, that does not reflect the reality of women having the worst experience of their life. Your time they, is up. The last thing they need. Excellent answer. Mr. O'Day, you signed house. a petition. We will address that. You signed a petition to get a 22-week abortion ban on the ballot in Colorado and voted for it. The only exception would have been the life of the mother. You now say you would support you, an abortion after 20 weeks, with exceptions for rape and incest, in addition to the health of the mother. You said you wanted to go to the Senate to quote, unquote, bring balance to women's rights. What exactly did you mean by that statement? Well, I've been consistent. I, I, I can't vote for late-term abortion. Uh, I believe women's health rights are paramount. I would support a woman's right to choose up to and including five months. That decision should be between her and her mother. Once again, this is Colorado, a very blue state. Rape, incest, life of the mother, medical exception. That, too, should be between a woman and her doctor, that decision. Michael Bennett, on the other hand, he has voted for abortion up to and including... But even in Colorado, he's going to pull the same line we've heard in every debate. To me, that's extreme. Mr. Bennett, could I just want to mention one and every time I've had to say that's a fucking lie. My position is aligned with Colorado's position, and Joe Day's position is completely unaligned with Colorado. You made that point at the beginning. Mr. Bennett, your opponent has described you <laughs> as a rubber stamp for President Biden. Thank you. That's not true. So could you provide voters tonight with an example of when you believe President Biden has made a serious mistake and how you have gone about opposing that serious mistake? Sure. I think he made a serious mistake going to Saudi Arabia, and I said before he went there that he shouldn't go to Saudi Arabia. I think he made a serious mistake lifting Title 42, and I said before he did it that he shouldn't do it. I think he made a mistake when he almost killed Colorado's solar industry. And oh. I led the fight to save Colorado's solar industry. Those are just some examples. We're accusing the dude of murder here. Where we've disagreed, and, and, and I'm sure we'll continue to have our disagreements. Mr. Bennett, thank you. Uh, oh, actually, murder. a quick follow-up here. You told me a couple of weeks ago that you have no concerns about President Biden's mental and physical ability to do the job for another six years if he wants to run for election in 2024. President Biden will be 80 in a couple of months, and there are Democrats who are openly concerned about his health. If you did develop concerns about Biden's mental or physical fitness, would you say something publicly? Absolutely, yes. You would. Okay, thank you. Mr. O'Day, you have said that you'll buck your party. You've said that you'll be the Republican Joe Manchin of the Senate. You certainly disagree with Republicans on some issues. There are also issues that McConnell has not shown a real appetite in bringing up for votes. Like I guess that could be a good sale in Colorado, though. Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, he's become this powerful centrist in the Senate because he bucks his party on their big-time priorities. So my question for you, which of Mitch McConnell's big-time priorities are you ready to block? Well, I've said all along that I believe Obamacare, the pieces that are left, should be left in place right now. Uh, my employees want pre-existing conditions as part of uh, of an insurance program going forward. Um, you know, I don't know what's going to come up in the U.S. Senate, but what I do know is that I'm going to be Colorado's senator. I'm not going to be a rubber stamp for Joe Biden 98% of the time. I'm going to make sure that whatever we put through the U.S. Senate is going to be good for Colorado. And that's what we're missing right now. We've got a guy that likes to talk about things, doesn't get results, one bill, 
13 years. That's not a track record that I'd be proud of. I don't know what to say, except that is a lie. It has been fact-checked over we've and already, over again. We've already this covered this. I know it's the third time, but he Google keeps it. repeating. We'll, we'll, Google it. We'll, st- we'll, state it. we'll state it one more time. There's one standalone bill that didn't get rolled into other legislation, as most legislation in Congress has rolled into other things, of which you were the prime sponsor, and your name's been on a million things while you've been there for 13 years. I think we've, we've kind of passed, and I, and, and kind of passed, passed that out. a million things since I've been there. But he keeps saying it, dude. There's, there's $18 million dollars that's going to some of the things that you talked about today to, to build broadband, thank God, in rural Colorado because of the bills that he's Thank opposed. you, Mr. Bennett. Thank you. I've got a question, a uh, follow-up, quick follow-up question for Mr. O'Day here on the idea of, of party allegiance, which is what we're talking about. You've said quite prominently that you will campaign for President Trump's rivals if he seeks the 2024 Republican nomination. That prompted former President Trump to insult you as a Republican in name only, and Trump said, quote, MAGA doesn't vote for stupid people with big mouths. Plenty of Republicans who have gotten worse insults the from what? Trump still fell in line and voted for him when he was the 2020 Republican nominee. Do you stand by what you've said previously? That Dick Cruz, Marco Rubio. If he's the 2024 Republican nominee. I said what I said. I'm a, I'm a contractor, not a politician. Good you know, enough. He can it was have a yes his, no question. You answered it. I appreciate that. He Thank can you. have his vote. This is usually my favorite part of the debate, where I get to hand things over to you. I don't feel like I need to say questions end in question marks, but let's just say I said it. Hey, look at that tie clip. That's so cool. Uh, Mr. Bennett, you have a question for Mr. O'Day. Well, I wasn't actually going to ask this question, but since Joe just said what he said, you know, he voted for Donald Trump twice after the children were separated from their parents at the border, after he said... Trump said that, President Trump said that there were both sides, there were good people on both sides of Charlottesville. 30,000. Literal Nazi rally. Covering up, covering up for the Saudis when, when Khashoggi was killed, a journalist living here in America, blew massive holes in the deficit to give rich people tax Mr. Bennett, do you have a three question? Three weeks before. I like these moderators. In Colorado. Joe, you changed your mind and you said you're going to work against him. I just wonder what changed. If all that other stuff didn't affect the way you felt about Donald Trump, what changed during this general election three weeks ago for you to come out and say that? Well, I I started thinking about Joe Biden serving another four years and you serving another six years, and i got to tell you, it's terrifying. Our economy can't take another six years of a rubber stamp for a spender that just blesses everything that comes across his desk, spends money hand over fist. That's terrifying to me. Our Ah. economy can't take that. Working Americans here need a voice. I'll be the voice of reason that says, you know what, we need to be disciplined. We need to do what's right for Colorado instead of just hanging with my party 98% of the time. That's the problem. We can't take any more of these Democratic policies that have led to record inflation, record crime, record price on gas, record price on diesel. That's what we're faced with. We can't have that happen again. Mr. O'Day, I'm going to challenge this discipline that you just talked about. A short, not filibustered question for Mr. Bennett. Well, I I would ask Mr. Bennett, we've seen $5 trillion go into the market here in the last two years. And some Democrats have said they regret all of this spending. Do you regret this spending? 
uh, I regret the fact that we're facing the inflation that we're facing because the economy recovered at once globally. And we're having to deal with the effects of that because of the broken supply chains all over the world and because of the cost of energy that we're having to deal with. You know, Joe, these we're not... You haven't been talking about it so much. Well, I asked a question. Do you regret the spending? No, motherfucker. And my answer to your question is I regret the inflation that people are facing. That you're spending costs. Because because Uh. of the broken supply chains globally and because of the energy that we're facing. You've been crying over and over again about the condition of the oil and gas industry. You started off the debate saying that today. This week we learned that they are all... They've got record profits at Exxon, record profits at Shell, and they're using those record profits not to help consumers here in Colorado pay at the pump, not to help on diesel, but to buy back stock, to do financial engineering. You should join me. I have a bill that would say they have to pay a, a windfall tax. Thank you, Mr. So Bennett. You don't regret the spend. Gentlemen, we, may, we may have a chance to come back to this, depending on how much time is okay. left. Mr. O'Day, you have made a serious allegation that the world's second largest tech company is interfering in this election to defeat you and to elect your opponent. You've said that Google has pulled your ads to support Senator Bennett. You've provided zero evidence that that's true. Our investigation of your publicly available Google Ads library also found zero evidence that's true. Yet you continue to claim it in ads running today. You've made this allegation about a company that you would be in a position to regulate if you go to Congress. So tonight, what is your specific evidence that Google has pulled your ads to interfere in this election? Exxon, Chevron, ramp up stock buybacks as energy prices surge. That's from April. And how it was Googled for two weeks during our campaign. I stand by my decision. That's exactly what took place. You can go do your investigation. I find it kind of interesting that... Senator Bennett can spend $30 billion, he and the PACs, trashing Joe O'Day, trashing my business, all lies, while all I've been doing is talking about your record. And your record is terrible. Mr. O'Day, would you like to provide any evidence? You've provided no evidence. I'm not going to do it here tonight. I'm not debating you. I'm debating... (coughs) Shell announces $4 billion share buyback yesterday. it It happened two weeks. They downed our... Uh, Google effort so they couldn't search for our stuff. It's documented. It, it actually, <clears throat> it is not because these things are public. And we looked again this morning, and you have run Google ads without a single day of interruption since April 14th. That's not Bam. true. Bam. The public can go and they can look they on can the Google look. ads transparency portal and they can see that you've run ads every single day without interruption. There was a single ad pulled in June for an unspecified violation, they pulled. which your campaign will not tell us what that was for or if you attempted to fix it. So just one serious allegation about a behemoth company that you could regulate as a U.S. senator. Do you have any evidence? I just told you they pulled one of our ads for two weeks. That's the evidence we With got. With respect, your word is not evidence, sir. Yeah. Do you have any evidence? It's, it's there. You can find it. Very good. Mr. Bennett. just blew him off. Oh, God. student loan debt was a bad mistake. You called it regressive. You said it was unfair to people who just paid off their student loan debt. When President Biden went ahead and did that recently, you said that he should have further targeted the relief. But you didn't come out and oppose the decision to cancel that student loan debt. Was the president right to forgive that student loan debt? I I don't think he should have done it the way he did it. And I said that before and I said it after. You know, I think that they did make it more targeted than they were originally but it wasn't nearly what I thought they should do. Shit, lib take. Do it for the people that need it the most. 
the poorest people in our country that have that debt and not go above median family income for doing it because I just think it was I just think it's wrong for them to do it that way. It would have been universal for everybody. That's another place where I disagreed with the president. We can add that to the list from before. So we shall. Mr. Bennett, thank you. I just want to add. I have 30, se I have 30 yeah, seconds I, I, left, Kyle, on that answer. Oh, I thought you were done. Go no, ahead. I take, wasn't take done. Your time. I wasn't done. Take your time. Just like he can't be trusted on Google, what he just said to you, he can't be trusted on on what he is saying about a woman's right to choose. He says he's been clear from the very beginning. He's never been clear. He's been completely incoherent or not telling the truth about his position. And, and I think it's important that people that are running for office in this state say the same thing in a primary and the same thing in a general election. And he hasn't done that with a lot of the things that we're talking Thank about. Thank you, Mr. Matt. Mr. O'Day, did you want to be heard on the issue of I student did. loan debt, it, or we'll move on know, to another question? You've Go been ahead. on both directions on this student loan debt, retirement, transfer. I got to tell you, the guys that work for me, working Americans, they don't want to pay somebody else's tuition. They don't. And I would, I would challenge you, will you run a bill? Congress has purse strings. We're not will doing additional questions right now, will sir. Will you run a bill to prevent that from happening? Marshall has our next question. Mr. O'Day, you called for the defunding of tax law enforcement agents. You've said rather than hire new IRS agents to close the $381 billion a year gap between what the wealthiest Americans owe in taxes and what they pay, that the money should go to border security instead. Why not do both? Have, have the wealthiest Americans <laughs> Why not pay what both? They taxes and use that money to fund border security. Then you have a lot more money for border security. Well, it just seems interesting to me that that's not directed at the wealthiest Americans. If you're directing that at the wealthiest Americans, that's the upper 1%. You don't need 87,000 IRS agents to go after the upper 1%. What they're really doing is going after working Americans. These are nurses. These are doctors. These are lawyers. These are uh, people that work in the restaurant business that have tips that have to report it. These are small businesses. These are painters. These are people that are trying to make a living. And... The Democratic Party had every right to... Just to be sure clear, they're just making the numbers sound scary. It's just a replacement of people that are retiring, basically, over the next 10 years. He's ineffective. One bill, 13 years, no results. That's where we're at. We need... Somebody can... We can do better here in Colorado. The stat about 87,000 agents has been looked at, fact-checked, that it's getting people back. Marshall, it's $80 billion. You, you, you do the math. So, okay, let's just talk about the money, because we kind of glossed over that. But if you could have the money that people owe to then do some of the projects you'd like to see be done, what's wrong with that? Well, I don't think they're going to get that money from working Americans. Well, not they're with that not, attitude. It's just going to make it more difficult for people that are trying to earn a living Working people. These are people that are barely making it right now. With you the don't know shit about working people. In the last two years, we have lost 10% of our buying power. We're hurting right now. Working Americans need a break. Thank you, Mr. O'Day. He's like CEO of a construction company. Most polls show that the majority of Americans support a pathway to legal status or citizenship for undocumented immigrants who arrived in the United States as children. Congress has tried, as you both know, and failed. You had to have Luigi there to ask this question. Such legislation. Mr. O'Day, would you vote yes or no on a narrow legislation that provides a path to citizenship, to deferred action for childhood arrivals or DACA recipients, 
but which does not include any other immigration provision, such as beefing up the border. Again, yes or no, and then explain your answer, sir. Uh, no, we need a comprehensive bill. We need one that safes up and secures the border, which includes putting up a barrier to give working sheriffs, border patrol, a break down there. That's what they're asking us to do. In that same bill, I would support legislation that would include DACA recipients getting their citizenship. In addition to that, we need to streamline our immigration system. It needs to be predictable. As I said earlier, I have guys that have worked for me 15 years, and they've been on different visas, and they cannot get their citizenship. It's broken. We need to fix the whole thing at one time. That's how you get 60 signatures on a bill so it can actually pass the Senate and then I'm, I will work hard to go over and talk to the Congress to make sure we can get it passed there. We need relief at the border. Uh, quick follow-up question, Mr. O'Day. Give us a number, any number, that if Congress allocates on an annual basis, you would believe, you, you believe would be sufficient to secure the border. I just need a number. Well, right now, the number I've heard is $40 billion to get started, which Thank would you, include 18,000 new Border Patrol and helping to complete that wall. Mr. Bennett, some in your party insist that any legislation on this question must include a broader population than just the DACA recipients. If a narrow proposal is before you in the U.S. Senate that provides a path to citizenship to only DACA recipients, would you vote yes or no? Again, give me an answer, yes or no, and then explain your answer. For DACA? For DACA, yes. 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 A standalone bill? Yes. Yes. Explain your answer, sir. Yeah, and that puts me in a totally different place from where Joe O'Day is. He just said that he wouldn't vote against a standalone bill for for DACA. Um, There's bipartisan support for that. I hope we'll be able to get it done. With the immigration bill, in 2013, we had a pathway to citizenship for the 11 million people. We had the most progressive DREAM Act that had ever been written. We dealt with the visa issues that I know have been a huge pain point for Joe Day's business and for agriculture all over Colorado. And we had $40 billion of border security in it. But you know what? We weren't taxing people to pay for that border security. That was paid for by immigration fees as people were coming in to the economy. I think that'd be a lot better way of doing it. And we have to find a way to do it. Unfortunately, the president that Joe O'Day voted for twice after, after he called Mexicans rapists on the first day of his campaign made it impossible for the National Republican Party to move forward on immigration. I'm hoping that the economic consequences for this country have become so clear to them that they, they know we need labor here, that we're going to be able to get back to a bipartisan. A, a quick follow-up uh, question, Mr. Bennett. Uh, how much do you think it would cost to secure the border on an annual basis? Again, I just think give me I a would number. say, I don't have an upright here, I'd say $40 billion in inflation-adjusted dollars from 2013 would cover it. Thank you. Heather has our next question. The decision to move U.S. Space Command from Colorado Springs to Huntsville, Alabama, could cost taxpayers billions of dollars and wipe out hundreds of millions of dollars from the local economy. A final decision on that is due to be released this fall, just as rogue nations are posting... But I mean, like, fucking everything else having to do with NASA is already in Huntsville, including SpaceX being around, Boeing being there. I think that we don't need new tactics. I think we need to continue to make the case that our national security depends on Space Command staying here, that Putin's invasion of Ukraine makes that even more... Uh, clearly true, 
And we need to show the current administration how corrupt the Trump administration was when they made that horrible political decision to punish Colorado for the benefit of Alabama. And I believe in the end, the, 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 our argument is so compelling on national security grounds that we're going to be able to get this over the finish line. And what are those arguments? Those arguments are that it's going to cost a gazillion dollars to move it to Alabama. Those arguments are that it's going to be stood up much more quickly here than in Alabama. Those arguments are that the people that work at Space Command, half of whom are civilians, don't want to move from Colorado to Alabama. And I can assure you they don't, I don't want blame to move them to Alabama there. when Alabama's banned abortion and Colorado has codified a woman's right to choose. So we've heard that from you. What, what are you doing to ensure that it stays? I, I haven't heard that. I'm, I'm making that argument to every level of the White House, every level of the, of the Department of Defense. I have led the, the congressional delegation in making this argument, and I think we will succeed. Mr. O'Day, if you are elected into office, how would you fight to keep Space Command in Colorado? Well, this is the difference between a contractor and a politician. When I'm in the U.S. Senate, I'm going to use my seat. I'm going to use my seat like Joe Manchin has used his seat to get good things for West Virginia. He may not have gotten his uh, permits approved, but he got a pipeline into West Virginia. All Michael Bennett had to do was say, you know what, I'm going to hold up this appointment. I'm going to hold up this bill. I'm going to hold up that bill because 50 is what the count is, and they needed every vote. And I would use my seat to make sure that we keep Space Command here in Colorado, it's that important. And instead of doing a photo shoot over at Camp Hale, what I would have done is I would have drugged the president through Colorado Springs and I would have showed him how important that is to Colorado Springs economy, how important it is to save over a billion dollars by leaving it here, how important it is for our residents of Colorado to stay here in Colorado. And That's what I would have done. Yeah, Joe O'Day, you should run for office in West Virginia. He would, is he would do well. Well, I know what's not effective, and that's talking about it. And we've been talking about it, and we've been talking about it, and we haven't got anything done. Michael Bennett doesn't get results. You can see one bill, 13 years. I don't, I don't even know. 98%. We got to do this again? You have voted with Biden. If you would have held up just one of those votes, one of those votes, we would have Space Command here. Let me tell you something. First, first. The president you voted for, that corrupt person that made that horrible political decision that you voted for twice, you didn't rescind your support for him after he took Space Command away from Colorado, not till three weeks before an election. Let me just talk a little bit about the results. $60 billion in this infrastructure bill for broadband, the money that, that is today being spent on the west slope of Colorado and the eastern plains of Colorado as a result of that broadband bill, that's me. The billions of dollars that's going to forestry to, to protect our watersheds and make sure that our farmers and ranchers downstream from those have the benefit of that, that's me. The $100 million that's being spent on Floyd Hill to take that pain point away from I say, maybe I you, you guys will we're, be able to get a piece away of that from action. Space Command now. So that, these are results. One vote. And the, and All the, you had to do was hold up and one vote. I'm going to give you, you guys are talking, it's, you're looking toward each other. Let's do the question thing again. Mr. O'Day, a question for Mr. Bennett. Mr. Bennett. You can call me Michael. Called, called an audible. Oh, shit, that was cool. You have championed a law Tripped that would up too. 
make all Congress senators put their funds into a blind trust. And yet, your yes, funds are cool. not in a blind trust. In fact, your investment portfolio made an investment that happened to make money on the collapse of the Puerto Rican economy. Can you explain that? Sure, and you might want to listen or take notes on this because you're worth $80 million and you may want to know this if you get to the Senate. I, the reason it's not a blind trust is that every year we are required to publicly disclose our, our investments. Oh, that is the law of the Senate and so I publicly disclose my investments every year as a result of that. I am one of the very few members of Congress that has my investments in a trust that's not administered by me. I don't make the investment decisions. I don't know what's in there until that public report comes out once a year. And I have absolutely no visibility into the investments that the funds themselves are making. So the reason why I support the Stock Act is because I don't think I should be one of the only people in Congress that does that. I think everybody in Congress should have a trust like that for their investments because I think it creates an appearance of a conflict of interest sometimes when people might buy and sell stocks, as we've seen with the senators from Georgia who lost last time, that's what I think we should avoid. And Mr. Bennett, your question back to Mr. O'Day. W. Inspector. You live in sexual My anarchy. Mr. O'Day. Joe, after you know that your, your, your assertion that I've only passed one bill in the time that I've been in the Senate, you've said it over and over again. It's been fact-checked as false over and over again. It's not You're false. running a TV it, ad it's not false. saying it over and over again. You passed why one standalone bill. Let him ask the question. Why do you keep... I, tell me what that means to you. Well, it just goes to your effectiveness. You're no, but ineffective. You, what you you're said, ineffective. That's your answer. I, I gave you the answer. You're ineffective. Okay, Look, you're a liar, we've lost Joe. In you're a liar, Joe. You're a liar, Joe. That's not true. You're lying I'm about telling the record. truth. I'm You're, telling the truth. On, you didn't get Space Command. You're not telling You've the let truth. BLM leave Grand Junction. That's not true, Joe. You helped your president with a war on energy. That's which not is, true, Joe. Yes, it is. That's it's all true. true. You stood right by him 98% of the time. I think, we've, I think we've, no, you might want to check your stocks. Because the Q&A stays my favorite part of this debate. Thank you very much, both of you. Talk about water? Yes. That was a polite cutoff. Thank you. Thank you. When the federal government said the states that up, Luigi? water from the Colorado River must come up with a plan to cut between two and four million acre feet of water, our state's response was, in effect, it's not a problem. The lower basin states need to do all that cutting. Mr. O'Day, do you agree with that position? And if yes, how then exactly will you compel the states to come to the negotiating table? Well, I think the part that's really disingenuous is the compact is based on a fictitious amount of water. And so far, Colorado has done a phenomenal job working between both agriculture and the metro over here, where a lot of the water is pushed from the western I'm actually surprised this didn't come up sooner. To, uh, Fort Collins and on down Pueblo all the way. We've done a great job of working hard to make sure that we conserve as much water as we can. And we're at the, the reason that we've said, hey, we can't do anymore is because we can't do anymore. There's a few things that might tweak that by a few acre feet, but not in, a, in an area that can actually make a difference. California needs to step up and do more. They're doing absolutely nothing. What I have advocated for 
They've got the Pacific Ocean right there that they can draw from. Desalination? And, and desalinization could help to solve a lot of issues for all of us uh. in Colorado and the other states. Thank you. Mr. Bennett, the same question, sir. I, I literally agree with almost every word that Joe O'Day just said. Uh, <laughs> That's it, then. Touchdown. That, <laughs> I mean, Touchdown. I don't have to say anything else. I mean, I think... He answered, he answered it extremely well. A quick well. follow-up question. Have, no, but I will use my time <laughs> to demonstrate my effectiveness to Joe O'Day. Because in the Inflation Reduction Act, which a bill that he opposed, we were able to lead a negotiation, I was able to lead a negotiation, to get $4 billion put in that bill to, be able to, to begin to invest to, to find real durable water savings, hopefully most of that, Joe, as you said, from the lower basin. And uh, I led that negotiation with the senators from Nevada, New Mexico, California. And uh, I said to my colleagues, bipartisan colleagues, that we needed to make sure that everybody was going to have the benefit of that, whether they were Republicans or Democrats. And that's what I believe. Great fucking answer. One of the liveliest hours of conversation we have had in some time. It's time for closing statements. As determined by a coin toss, two minutes apiece. Mr. Bennett, you'll go first. Thank this you was fun. Well, thanks for having me, Joe. Thank you for the debate. I really appreciate it. I know he's going to attack me for being a rubber stamp of, of Joe Biden. I know he's going to attack me for, uh, for voting with him 98% of the time. I know he's going to say I'm terribly ineffective. I hope that um, uh, tonight you've, you've heard that none of that is true, uh, and, uh, and I would like very much your support uh, for the Senate. Um, I believe very strongly that our... I don't have a timer here. It'll start at one minute. Okay, You have two you. minutes, sir. That our, that, our, that our democracy is very fragile, that our democracy is at risk, that we have had an economy for 50 years that's benefited people at the very top, like Joe O'Day, and has not benefited working people. And I think when people lose a sense of opportunity... That's when candidates like the one Joe Day supported twice show up and say, I alone can fix it. You, you don't, can say we Trump. don't need a democracy. We don't need the rule of law. We should expect our public sector and our private sector to be hopelessly corrupt, as it was when Donald Trump took Space Command away from go. Colorado. My mom and her parents came to this country after they survived the Holocaust in Warsaw. They were Polish Jews who finally got to the United States, the only place in the world where they thought they could rebuild their shattered lives, and they did. They were able to do it. I've never met anybody with stronger accents than my grandparents had, and they were the greatest patriots I've ever known, not because they thought our country was perfect, but because they thought we could fix our imperfections and they could help us fix our imperfections. And I believe we can do that. We can address the, the headwinds of a health care system that doesn't work well enough for too many Americans, of an education system that doesn't work well enough for too many Americans, of energy policy that has left this country less secure than it should be. But more important than all of that, we have to create an economy in this country again that when it grows, it grows for everybody, not just the people at the very top. That's what I will do for you if I go back to Washington, D.C. I think Joe has kind of the opposite view. It's of the, the first world. recreational state. Thank you, Mr. Bennett. Mr. O'Day, two minutes. Well, first off, I want to thank uh, CSU for hosting us today. Mr. Bennett, thanks for joining thanks, me. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. This is a special place. Um, I'm a fourth-generation Coloradan. I grew up southeast Denver, uh, adopted at birth by a cop and a stay-at-home mom. Got in a little trouble in junior high school. It got memes him, too an all-boys Catholic school where I got a little bit of discipline and a dishwashing job to pay for it. 
From there, I, I went through the Carpenter's Apprenticeship Program on up, chased my wife on up to this beautiful school, CSU, where I got most of my construction management degree. I've been running a business for the past 35 years that employs 300 Coloradans, and I've done a good job for them. I've made sure that I provide a good opportunity. I've got a couple partners that started with us with nothing, and they're now full-blown partners, making a lot of money and living their American dream. This election is a referendum on Joe Biden and his economy and Michael Bennett's rubber stamp. He's helped him all the way along Come on, the way. Man. One in 13 bills. We've talked about that enough. I'm, I'm tired of it. You've been a rubber stamp for your party. On inflation, Michael Bennett was right there. Ooh, he voted on with his Trump, party. Michael Bennett's been right there. On an open border, Michael Bennett's blessed it. On war on energy, Michael Bennett has been right there. On the price of diesel, gas, all-time highs. Working Americans can't take that. We can't have an energy policy that straps working Americans, and that's what we have right now, and it's been blessed by Michael Bennett. We can do more. I love this country. This country means a lot to me. My wife and I grew up, and we were able to live our American dream. I want to make sure every American has that same opportunity. A vote for me, vote for a contractor, that's a vote for change. I hope to earn your support. Thank you very much. Mr. O'Day, thank you. I invite the audience to join us in showing our appreciation to Senator Michael Bennett and Joe O'Day for tonight's debate. Oh that was a lively debate. A substantive debate. The moderators were great. I love that they pivoted and they're like, oh, ask each other questions again. Our whole team at Nine News and our partners around the state. Good night. Um, I was uh, not that familiar with Michael Bennett going into this, and uh, I don't know what I expected, but he did a really good job. He had some shit-lib answers, as to be expected, with any Democrat. But uh, overall, he did a really good job uh, against Joe O'Day. Now, here in just a few minutes, we're going to have to go off for just a little bit, but when we come back on, I'm going to be joined by my lovely guest co-host the media winch it's an all halloween friday night freak show all the stories videos are spooky centric i guess you could say i got some special shit gonna have the media winch with me we will be back on in about 10 minutes we've got one more senate debate that we're gonna cover and that's gonna be this wednesday that's uh doug bulldog Maggie Hassan in New Hampshire, and that one should should also be a very lively debate. So I missed, uh, they've already had a couple debates, but we're going to catch their, their last debate. Uh, this Wednesday, Doug Bulldog and uh, Maggie Hassan in New Hampshire, and that's going to be our last Senate debate. We have one more gubernatorial debate. Stacey Abrams and Brian Kemp, and that is on Sunday night. And then Monday night, I promised you guys I would do a spooky uh, video game stream. Uh, so far, the the uh, game that is winning in the poll is Five Nights at Freddy's. The other options are one of the Dark Pictures Anthologies games or Resident Evil 3. 
We'll do we'll do an hour of news on Monday, and we will do a spooky video game stream. Nine tells. As far as I know, uh, I have not reconfirmed, but I did confirm a first time. Nine tells will be uh, my special guest co-host a week from tonight for that Friday Night Freak Show. WWE2K20. Uh, I is Five Nights not really a spooky game? I thought I like I've never played it. I kind of got a spooky vibe. I was I, I the only game on that list that I've played is Resident Evil Three, and I would like to play it again. And I feel like I could play it in one sitting, especially like if I did New Game Plus and I've already got everything unlocked. I could just play that shit in one sitting. A jump scare simulator. See, well, see, it's 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 good for uh, it's good for Halloween, and I've never played it, and it seems like a game I could I could throw some funny commentary on. That, well, that's kind of what I was going for, Lord Lock, is I was going for like a point click game that I can make commentary on. I have several of those kinds of games, like fucking. Uh, I was over at a friend's house and we played one night stand. That's something I got to, uh, to play on stream. Just some stupid fucking game. Uh, yeah, I I think it's the original five nights at Freddy's I got. If you want action, we can play Resident Evil three. Reconfirmed nine tells cosmic Fox. Special guest co-host next Friday. Oh, I need to get off here so I can get hooked up with the media winch and uh, uh, come back on. So go ahead. No, wait a minute. I can't do that when I'm coming back on. Um, I'll leave you with the thing I always say when um, I'm I'm finishing my stand-up set. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. However, that doesn't limit your options very much at all. We'll see you in just a few minutes here on the Friday Night Free Show. (laughs) 